Welcome to Let's Drone Out, the original and best drone-themed podcast. We record the show live on a Thursday night on youtube.com forward slash Let's Drone Out, and our lovely patrons help with the editing costs. These are... Wacky Wes. Mikey Dread. Art Faulkner. Carlos Campos. Thank you. Let's Drone Out Hello and welcome back to another episode of Let's Drone Out. Uh, I've been away, I have come back, everything is alright in the world and I am proud of you guys. You're joined by my little Tony. Bonjour. AKA my darling wife. Um, Mm. My darling substitute dad, Curry Kitten. Hello. And the missed opportunity, Andrew Slackbank. (laughs) <laughs> good evening. Did you like that one? Very good. Thank you. Yeah, they're, they're idiots. Um, hello. Uh, sorry, I was late. I uh, had to, I've not long got up. I kind of like drifted off. And then I had a text message from someone and I was like, that's weird. That's not Frank shouting at me. <laughs> but I have got two minutes before the show and then immediately needed to go to the toilet. <laughs> is it weird that eight o'clock is your 8am? Uh, like, I've got I've, well, I've, no, I've got two of them really. I've got a, a what, nine. Two I've, yeah, I've got a. I get up at nine-ish and then I go to sleep in the afternoon. I um, I've been to the dentist today, and uh, how was that experience had, with COVID? Well, he looks what? great now. My crotch is all wet. That that will be fantastic. Uh, <laughs> I do not understand what I saw just then. What what happened? I thought it was that it's a bottle of spray, and then it's like half some of that. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, a bottle of rum in there. It's uh, the Japanese lemonade stuff or sangria they call it, even though it's not alcoholic. Is sangria alcoholic? Sangria is a Spanish wine. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's not. It's confused about what's happening right now. Weird. They put it in this weird Japanese, but it's uh, based on the Victorian bottles where it's got like a mm. uh, the the glass has got like thing. two divots and it keeps the marble in there. It's just like a weird Japanese drink. And two minutes in, no <laughs> I've, I've, I've <laughs> drunk it before, and everyone asked me what the hell I was drinking. It was in a metal can. I usually buy it in a metal in a metal bottle, but um, I I couldn't, so I've had to buy the by the glass one it's, it's very strange before the, we got the show started while we were still waiting for Jack you were actually talking about drones we were talking about drones <laughs> <laughs> and then Jack turned up and we went live and we're talking about sangria and Jack for some reason I, I already want to mention the fact that in in sort of celebration of Jack my dog got really excited ran up and down stairs ten times and then was so excited as she ran around some poo came out very very well that was nice i fly yep they (sighs) sell weird stuff in brighton i know um clive if you're watching this thank you so much your package arrived today in celebration of um where is blue owl i know it was international women's day on tuesday was that right i think it's tuesday on tuesday and she's not here why is she not here she felt ill have have we seen Blue Owl and Jack in the same stream? That's the question. Um, oh, does she hate me still? No, <laughs> so sorry. <sighs> oh, I'm sorry, Blue Owl. It was a joke. I talk complete bollocks. You're way more beautiful and intelligent than me. I'm sorry. Please come back. That's a given, but... She's done. <laughs> she's feeling unwell. At least she hasn't like texted last minute. Says I've fallen down some stairs and stuff. Like, <laughs> well, got locked out of a room. 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 <laughs> the reason why yeah. the, the 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 universe was protecting her from me. Um, 
Oh god, that doesn't sound good at all, does it? Um, look, I'm a complete idiot. Please just, uh, please just ignore me. And yeah, like everyone else does on here, especially Tony. Oh, so wait. yeah, I was going to say that before Jack turned up, uh, we Tony was telling us about how he's gone flying. Should I carry on? Yeah, yeah. we'll fishing. start from the beginning. Pretend we hadn't heard it before. Yeah. I can't remember how I started it. Oh, I you went said... flying. <laughs> because you got right. a new something on it to test. A new GPS puck, which worked perfectly. So the V1 that I had was everyone was saying, oh, it's probably in the wrong place. The, um, you know, things might be disturbing it, getting satellites and stuff. But literally bought the V2, plugged it in, loads of satellites straight away it was um really good so and it was like 20 seconds to get them so i was very happy i flew over the back of edenbridge where there is a um micro light <laughs> landed and taken off place but i'd thoroughly check the air and yeah, you, were, you weren't you weren't fishing you were you weren't flying you were fishing that was it yeah, yeah, I to fly now public places you're okay, but the the, re- the reason we were talking about this is because then I said to Tony, "Did you test out GPS rescue mode?" And he said, "No way." <laughs> and I was like, "Well, you don't want to do it if if you have to use it in anger. You want to test it out, make sure it works." He says, "No, I'm not doing that." I was like, "You put it on a switch, you turn the switch on. If it it's goes just... wrong, you turn it back off and you fly it back normally." It's and almost... it's like this is like flat Earth. Tony doesn't believe in this. It's like no, that can't be done. <laughs> There can't be the G- satellites up there. It'll be in the way of the membrane. <laughs> the GPS right? masts, they're not tall enough. I've got two panic things. If my FPV feed goes, I, can, there's a, I switch down one and that will make um, it go into horizon mode. So if I if my spotter tells me which sort of way it is, I can flip the goggles off and have a look and then hopefully fly it back and then the other one is switch it all the way to the bottom and then it will fly home or fall out the sky but that's why you have to test it then you can be confident if you do put it in that mode it will come back no i'm too why? scared to. but you just turn it back off again if it, yeah, but what if it right. turns upside down and starts shooting towards the floor and then oh my god it no. would go up high how far do you have to go away and stuff like that before it works? Is there um, a limit, actually? It's, you need to be yes, the problem, it's like over, over 200 metres. Go over 200 metres away, go plenty of time up, and then flick the switch. If it does something weird, then take the switch back off again and just fly it. I'm too scared. Oh, I'll do it <laughs> the day that I panic and I've lost... That's uh, no good because then it might just bugger off to China or something, and you're like, ah, oh, that's weird. Maybe I should have tested that. <laughs> no, oh, you'd be saying, come back. Just, please, please don't test it at like Wings and Wheels. Yeah, <laughs> even or even anywhere near the airport. I'm not convinced of part one of your plan either because if like, oh, I'll take my goggles off and fly back line of sight. Mr. I can't fly line of sight or stand up <laughs> or use return to home. This is going interestingly. No, let's, hope no, well, let's hope you'll pretend spotter's got better skills at flying it back for you. I will agree with Tony. It is really difficult to like, especially when you've been flying for manual that long to like regain, like give control over. It's like I couldn't fly um, any DJI stuff for ages because it was just like, so, <clears throat> I don't know. You just kind of like felt like you are fighting it all the time. Which it's GPS horrible. was it, Tony? Uh, it's the TBS V2 one. I got the V1 and it was just crap. Didn't work. So the V2 I got. Got a ticket for Wings and Wheels. See you all on the Sunday. Sweet. See you there, Carolyn. Tony, the guy who regularly flies over the sea, is scared of return to home. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I'm in control over the sea. That's the problem. With is, what? Pressing that switch. <laughs> pressing the switch uh, is the problem, is what I mean. But we're talking about an out of control situation. I'm in control. And if I lose it. control, 
No. Then it'll crash. <laughs> I've only done it a few times on my um, DJI stuff, on my Phantom and that. I've done it once in Greece where I got lost <laughs> flying off the side of a mountain and went, right, I'm going to have to press the button and hope, and it was perfect to come back. But I don't trust these. But that's why you, you can it. I'm not, not doing it. What was that? Sorry, Jack. Are you are you camping at Wings and Wheels? If you maybe, go. it's a long way away, uh, time wise, and I don't know where I will be or what my situation will be at the time. I might have a vehicle, I might have a home, or I might be living under a bridge. I don't know. I'm yeah. working out. Where things are going. I'm sleeping on my rooftop tents when it arrives. Mm. I might be spooning my darling wife. You don't. You won't get up that ladder, boy. I will. I won't let you. <laughs> it's like Tony's holding fort. It's like it's like a siege. Like Tony, it's not necessary to dig a moat around your motor vehicle. Uh, <laughs> because of like how tall Tony's van is on his tent. If you give the van a good shove, imagine how much he's going <laughs> to move around up there. Be like oh, in Star Trek when everybody's got side to side. I'll make sure, I'm sure I fill my water tank up with water then so you can't move yeah. it. I know. It's like, um, it's, yeah, and, and like the, the overhang is perfect, like proper leverage to snap the tent off the vehicle. You won't be able to get that. in there. That's all going to have a canopy on it. Oh. Whatever. And a guard dog at the bottom, the oh, size of a cat. It's like he's issuing us with a challenge. It's like yeah. <laughs> I got off you lot. Just <laughs> strap fireworks to it, like. Well, in in celebration of tonight's show, I've worn my drone users clueless, careless criminal T-shirt. Uh, clueless being one of the top things. I wore a car t-shirt today. <laughs> oh, well done, Dan. I was like, I'm not wearing my ex-car t-shirt again. Before we move on, uh, has anyone else been flying in the past week? You've, you've been able to fly at all, Curry? Nope. As I said, I was. now we've got this... Um, we, we've had sort of partial restrictions lifted, so we can basically go out to a public... We, we can do recreation in a public field essentially which means we could go off and fly something as long as it's not a private field and we don't have to pay to get there which is why things like bfma fields aren't open mm. but as soon as that happened uh we had gales and and rain down here so i haven't haven't been out yeah it's been absolutely shocking weather down here yes yeah been pretty grim outside in yeah uh, Jack, since you've last been on the show, have you managed to fly anything or Did you you... anything? Yeah, I, I, I finished the guinea as uh, Frank knows, and that is all done. I'm not overly impressed with the, um, you know, center center caster wheel, and I finished ish. You know, like they probably I could probably do a bit more configuration, but. Um, the flight test explorer, which you can see the wing poking out there. That's that's that done. So we'll Do you want to grab it and show it off? Move in the right direction? Not really. I have. It's got a t shirt, that's it. That's what she so you, you decided against flying her in the, the however many mile an hour winds that we've got at the moment then, yeah? No, I, I doubt the elastic bands that are flimsy and keeping the wing attached to the fuselage are going to be strong enough for that. It, it looks really... like reminiscent of a Skywalker. Is that, is that it, what it's kind of modelled? It is. It's basically a, a fixler. I reckon that you'd be able to get it flying quite easily in this weather. You just point it into the wind, full throttle and let go and it will just kind of drift yeah. backwards slowly. thing is, it's not very aerodynamic. It's like a bus. Exactly. That's why we're drifting backwards. So, and here's the here's the nose. So, I've, I've what are they called? The HS eleven camera. So I ain't gonna be able to see anything. And uh, one of the old uh, air screw things, and 
got oh, the, they're massive thing yeah like oh yeah it's just heavy as anything like i should really it's crack it open not so much like, fpv as a wax yeah it's like having a baby bell on a stick <laughs> barbecue skewer yeah. on top of your plane did anyone say Minchin Kim fly the DJI drone? Because he could actually it's fly. For you, Andrew. This yeah. is him flying it now, just to show that you know it can be flown properly. About where I got up to when I was watching it, and then I had to do something else. But did you see um, BMS Thomas as well doing um, doing it through some race course? Yes, I watched. Um, did, they, did they tune it so it's better, or is this stock? <laughs> Can you just tune it? There, there are rates you can mess with once you put it into full manual mode. But yeah, he's doing well. I don't think he broke his. You see the props in view every now and again. Yeah, that's to do with like the the one D stabilization, isn't it? Mm. Oh my god, that he's is... done well though, isn't he? I mean, yeah. especially for something that weighs like a house brick. Hmm. And it's just yeah, I mean, the same shape as a coffee maker. It's pretty good. He probably could fly a brick if he, you know, just lobbed it in the air. It would probably. Come into me, Frank. Everyone's saying, you know, it's it's not a hardcore freestyle quad, um, and that's a lot of what he was saying in, in sort of description comments on that video. But um, you know, if you compare it to a freestyle quad from five years ago, then hmm. It's it's very 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 good, um, and I think the, I think the problem with it is not because it's heavy and it's hard to freestyle with because you can get around that. It's the fact that if you're doing this sort of thing, you're more liable to crash it. And then quads mm. five years ago didn't explode into very expensive parts when you crashed them. Well, it was mostly props five years ago, wasn't it? It would just come back and there'd be just little nubs on there. Yeah. Well. The whole leg well, break on the DJI are a bit easy, doesn't it? Yeah, mm. they are literally made of cheese. What were you saying, Frank? I was going to say about your kiss quad around the uh, airsoft arena. Just oh, yeah, touching, that was on touching a wall and catching fire. Oh, it didn't even oh. touch a wall, it just <laughs> went on fire. If that was 18 ESCs back in the day, not tuned mm. properly. They had to be tuned. It had to be proper tuned for, not, for them not... You couldn't tune that thing. Fire. It was made out of cardboard... Paint, you know, with drawn, you know, it had been shown a picture of carbon fiber. <laughs> draw it, <laughs> and that was that was about it, really. Yes, Fraser. You every time we do mention it, you've got to have a swig. This won't do well. This this is why I have orange juice this week. I'm not falling for that one again. Yeah. <laughs> I've just drunk my right. We're going to talk about the airspeeder. That is basically why I'm here. Yes. Go on then, Jack. Great detail, detail either. Fill us in, Frank. Tell us the story. Yes. So, in June 2019, uh, airspeeder uh, came over. Who we've we've had on the show, um, and they've they've talked about kind of their long term goals. They were, came over for the Goodwood Festival of Speed um, and brought basically one of their old uh, models that's kind of a concepts demonstrator kind of thing and came along to demonstrate that for the, the, the journalists and everyone. And, uh, oh, dear. Um, they, you know, uh, applied for the permission from the CAA to uh, demonstrate it because it's quite big and heavy and in front of people and things. And CAA went, mm, no, I don't think so. Uh, and then they kind of had a bit of negotiation, sort of talks, uh, okay, these are the kind of restrictions we're going to have in place. We're only going to go this fast. We're only going to go in this area. We're only going to go this high. We're going to have these fail safes in place. We've got um, permissions from uh, the Australian authorities uh, to do things over in Australia. So, you know, we've got some uh, kudos there. Uh, and CAA eventually went, yeah, okay, 
you can come along on on that on that basis and uh they turned up on the day ca turned up on the day said can we have a look at it and they went no we're about to fly it we're busy you can't look at it now um and then they took off and it 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 was going and then they lost control um, Wasn't it only supposed to be like a couple of feet off the floor, and that was it? They were saying you can fly it, but only a few few meters. Yeah, there's, there was a height limit to it, and a speed limit, and a distance, and having spotters and on the, all corners and, and things like this, which they weren't quite in the right places necessarily. Um, <laughs> They're in the beer tent, <laughs> pretty much. Um, and uh, yeah, so it was on. Because you know they 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 looked up the Ofcom regulations, and so they had the um, uh, R nine system, but the, which they've been flying on a watt out in Australia. Came over here, saw that the regulations were different, turned it down to not twenty five milliwatts that it's allowed, but they turned it down even further to ten milliwatts, um, and hadn't really done a proper range check on it. And also hadn't really done a proper range check on the failsafe button. Who would use it on? Is there a failsafe button? It's almost like you should should test your failsafes before you go and fly. You know, really? it's like a controlled the environment. Failsafe button. It's like, oh, I've lost control. I should press the failsafe button. Well, why is that not working anymore? That's weird. It's like I've lost control. <laughs> it's all right. I'll fly it back. Line of sight. <laughs> <laughs> it comes back in range. Yeah. I'm not testing it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, unfortunately, uh, they they hadn't tested their failsafe either, uh, or at least not not perhaps thoroughly enough, because they'd set their failsafe to hold throttle, set to stabilise and level. So as they were flying along, they had, you know, more than hover throttle, uh, but it held that throttle and leveled out, which meant it just went up and up, up. and up. I can't and believe it going up until it ran out of battery and then went down <laughs> and down and down. It and got into uh, some flight path. Gatwick flight path and it got high Stafford. enough to get into the holding pattern for Gatwick Airport. Uh, How high did it go? Was it? Uh, did I hear eight thousand feet or something? Let me let me find you. The pictures are incredible. Uh, there is an interesting question there from from FPV SE. Is is Australia a nine one five megahertz country or an eight six eight? Because um, that, that, that may have also if it was taken out by phone. Yes, this may have also been an issue. Uh, well, yes. That they they didn't quite spot. So well done uh, for spotting that one, because uh, yeah, that hadn't been spotted either. Um, but yeah, here's, here is is that's that's how how high. <laughs> it how got. high it went. So yes, yeah, so you can see Portsmouth, White, Hailing yeah. Island. Yeah, it's, 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 it got quite high um, before running out of battery. That's looked quite high when. You can start to see the curvature of the Earth. You can tell you're up there a bit. <laughs> I can see a straight line there, mate. <laughs> um, and another kind of thing, sort of in in the, the post mortem reports. So this is the Air Accident Investigation Bureau doing their report on it because it, although it crashed within the boundary of the flying, or well, not the flying field, but the airfield. It's almost as if it landed like Elon Musk's SpaceX. <laughs> it down quite near, didn't it? It, it? it crashed 40 metres away from some houses that are the other side of the boundary um, where some people uh, saw something you know, go, drop out of the sky uh, into the ground and they went out and had a look and went, thought, oh, you know, a drone's, drone's crashed, went and had a look and saw the size of it and went, I'm ringing the police now. This is yeah. that's that's a very big, very big thing to drop out of the sky. Yeah, it was, um, you know, not so wiring. But yeah, I mean, there's you know other things as well in in the so the 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 video that they had on board the on on board video 
does also show that when they were flying it, they were flying outside of the display area, which is also not ideal when that's kind of a condition that you've convinced CAA to let you do it. But would it be easier to list if they did anything right? Um, I mean, they did contact the CAA and and get them to you know. And Given then Tyler Porky's called to get permission, yeah. But yeah, the the real clincher of why we want to have Jack on to talk about this one um, were some quite interesting photos of, of the inside of it. Um, which, you know, I hope, Jack, you're, you know, feeling quite strong, uh, you know, got a bit of a strong constitution to you at the moment. No, I'm um, mentally weak. <laughs> I have been crying about missing Andy RC. Uh, I've been, been crying about that. Frank, I'm such a, a disposition. I threw poo at my wall earlier. <laughs> that is, I'm I'm mentally unstable. Well, prepare yourself to to see some photos uh, of of what's been going on in here because it is it is quite impressive. Um, um, it is a podcast, so we're going to have to talk about what's going yes. on in the future. So, he, those who listen. so th- this is, I mean, this is, you know, doesn't look amazing because um, there's bits of components that are just kind of floating around. It looks around. like chewing gum. I might have been on the team. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that's probably fine because that's, that's probably like the epoxy stuff that's holding on antennas, right? But... Yeah. You've got a load of bare contacts around. There's like an Arduino Mini running anything that big. It's like, oh, it's all right. We've got 8-bit power behind us. I bet it's not even a genuine Arduino, is it? We can count all the way up to 255 with this baby. But also this this is the the kill switch. So it turns out the, the kill switch doesn't kill the power to the motors. It kills the code. It kills the power to the flight controller. Oh. Um, so if it's that your ESC is not doing what it's meant to be doing, it's not going to help particularly. Maybe they got confused and thought with kill switches intended to kill the pilot if it was manned at the time. <laughs> yeah, because that's the other thing is a kill switch is not a fail safe. It's specifically a fail deadly. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's not, not ideal either. Um, but here we go, here we go, here you go, Jack. Take oh a look at these. God, that looks like a run-over badger. <laughs> well, notice this this image on the left, which is uh, an image of an XT60, which some people would already have an issue with. But you know, we'll give them a pass on that. But yeah, the, it does seem to be soldered. The opposite way round from the way the silk screen on the PCB is indicating. You've got the, the chamfers at that end of the silk screen. I mean, why are you even using an XD60 with something the size of a bathtub? It might not be doing the power that's actually doing the power of, of the quad, I would hope. But it might be doing something else. But either way, whoever designed the PCB or installs the XT60, they had different ideas of what should be positive and what should be negative, which isn't good. Um, I think there was some sort of diagram they could have followed. Because, <laughs> like, like, in a weird way, like, if, does anyone notice that the positive symbol is correct, but the outline of the XT60 is incorrect? Does anyone mm. notice that? So they soldered it correctly... It's whoever designed the board doesn't know which way around an XT60 goes. Hmm. That's not not ideal, that. No, that is worrying. Worryingly bad. On the right, that looks that looks like one of Tony's ones. Twisted <laughs> the words together. It looks like a rusty beaver's had a good old nibble on that, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I think this this not even soldered. This image the... on the right, where you've got kind of bare wires showing and the insulation not quite going up to the end of it i mean they're, they're saying here that it's it's burnt insulation so they reckon in, in the basically a lot of this is saying in the crash it 
crashed everything and so you can't really tell what what was you know it was um so this was kind of the thing from the other day of saying you know and something like a 90 it crashed door. so badly that the xt60 spun well, around no that, that one no but i mean in the in the text in the text of of the document um so when they were going oh you know let's try and work out what caused the problem to begin with um they couldn't do a lot of that because it it, it was just in pieces um and Weird. what kind of saying here is you know maybe it, it shorted something out in the crash and so the high current burnt off the insulation i mean maybe jack's got a bit more experience here but to me that doesn't look like it's burnt that just looks like you've not kind of soldered it, it right it's like a little hamster's gone in there and had a bit of a nibble to be fair it's like it's been frayed from movement if unless it was oh, just yeah. still right in the first yeah. place but like what is it meant to be soldered into because there's like that's, you know there's that doesn't like that. look right does it there's, yeah, there's, it there's doesn't not the actual um yeah there's no fill there well they, well they did go yeah. through because they were worried about there being dry joints and so one of the things they did do <clears throat> was um, uh, x-ray all the boards, um, particularly all these joints, to see if there were any dry joints. But they, they eliminated that and said, no, they didn't have any dry joints. Like, it wasn't the neatest job, but it were at least good connections. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't look amazing. I mean, Jack's got much more of an opinion on, on this sort of thing than me. Do you want to critique this? Get your art history, your fine art skills going. Well, it's a load of old bollocks, isn't it? Really, <laughs> that's, that's what we would say. That, like, you know, and I mean, did that did that resistor? Like, are they saying when it crashed, it crashed with so much heat as it burned back into the world's atmosphere that the uh, that that resistor floated off a bit? Like, you know, you can see, like, on the wire, you can literally see there's no solder, um, a pinhole there. It's wedged in there, bit of insulation, and then just chewed. You know, I don't know. I don't know whether that is melted or not. But, like, they didn't even clean their flux. There's all manner of, like, just crap everywhere. Yeah. But here's, here's uh, where's, where's this one? This is kind of the whole, oh, whole thing. Oh, nine. It looks like a right old tumour, doesn't it? Bless it. Fragments of receiver board is not something you want to see. Um, <laughs> oh, my it, God. Yeah, it's it's not... It doesn't strike confidence. Um, I, I'm all for a bit of Celastic, but when it looks like... You know, when it looks like a wasp's nest or a kidney stone, I don't know. What the hell, man? So I'm guessing these um, Ethernet connectors are what they were connecting the arms with. The yes. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, that's that's another interesting uh, interesting thing to pick up on. Um, so they're. They're hoping oh, that this, this this was their kill switch. So they had told the CAA that every every spotter was going to have their own kill switch. That was going to be a, a button that they'd press and they'd stand at the corners. Um, but actually, they just hooked up uh, a nano and probably a Zigbee or something like that. Or is it just a four three three packet radio, whatever it is? Um, hook that up to a computer. So the actual kill was not kind of just a button with each spotter it was someone was typing into a laptop uh kill stop <laughs> do nothing Hit enter oh that's that's is scary not ideal um yeah really maybe good? i'll uh, take my pilot thing off that <laughs> off there i've asked but- i I sent them a the, email. The worrying like, thing oh, is like it? they asked no. permission for a government body and then they were like, can we have a look at it? And we're like, no, no, we're going to use it. It's like driving to the MOT centre and being like, you know, oh, we're going to test your car. No, 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 you can't look at it. I've got to go to the shops in a minute. And just, they'll be like, oh, yeah, fine. Tell me it passed. Yeah. 
So what were the findings of this? Because surely this is like oh, this is the worst thing ever. You can never fly again. Leave our country immediately or we'll have you executed. They're literally <laughs> hoping that little bit of plastic is going to keep that connector in there. Yeah, so you were saying about the, the Ethernet. So they've got an Ethernet breakout board. What is wrong with these people? Connected Who to their ESC. And they've, they've just kind of cable tied that? Hot glue. There's hot glue. Fantastic. Fucking yeah. Oh, it's um, yeah, it's not, it's not amazing, but uh, yeah. So the the CAA have a few few recommendations. They have uh, two and a half pages of A4 of very red safety recommendations, uh, <laughs> ranging from uh, it is recommended that airspeeder change how they design, build, test, fly, operate do things um to airspeeder try not to be you anymore <laughs> a little bit of that um things about oh you know maybe we should make sure that we have you know people that kind of know how to spot these kinds of things um so i mean know, the, the worrying thing is is they're the professionals so the CIA are probably like, so if they're professional, God knows what the hobbyists think they're okay. So like, hang on, oh, let me let me just get so that weird white chewing gum stuff um, is this stuff uh, basically. So the problem is with hot glue is in in the heat it goes yeah, wrong again. In cold it 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 comes off. You can also spill a load of alcohol or residue and it'll get in between you know a, a, a smooth surface and come off and the worst thing is a lot of people like you know who mod consoles and stuff like that will add um hot glue as some sort of strain relief and the problem is with that is that hot glue's not very flexible so uh this this is this is what you're meant to use the cafute K740. Yeah, it's it's uh, like you know, it's like a white a white glue. You can buy it in black as well. It's good stuff. Um you know the you know the Chinese girl that's um a bit of a bit of a bimbo uh who you know with a cyborg big boobs. I don't know what what she calls herself. Sexy cyborg. Yes, that's it. Yes. She used no some of this to uh, put LEDs or, and batteries into her shoes. Uh, she is a genius. Um, but yeah, it's there you go. It's like white and sticky and it goes all mastic. And it's great for strain relief because it, it's got a little bit of give in it. And uh, I've, I've used this stuff. But um, like, Lord Christ, they are probably using it to hide the crimes of whatever they've done to those, <laughs> those connectors. This episode was recorded in front of a live online audience, downloaded and edited to make sense when it's played audio only, censored to please the iTunes people, hosted on the internet, forwarded through to your podcast provider, downloaded, playing on your device, and is now playing in your ears, all thanks to our Patreons. Consider joining them and you'll also get other online benefits. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash let's drone out. What was interesting about Airspeeder when, when they came on is before they did, I looked at, because they had a big vlog about how they were developing this thing, and it was essentially a couple of guys out in a shed somewhere trying to make this thing fly, and it just looked like a, a couple of idiots trying to make something fly. It's like uh, if if me and Tony got drunk and said, I wonder if we can make this fly, if that's what it would be. But we kind of figured they sort of developed on from that and it just looks like they've put a lovely veneer of like oh look here's this lovely racing shell it doesn't look professional but the insides are still a box of nails essentially they haven't done anything differently there it still looks like crap. i think it's worth bearing in mind that this probably was that same one so this was back in 2019 and this was uh one that already was like a previous mark um, and I think it was just a kind of a, a concept one that they had probably sitting on a wall somewhere that they knew could fly. And so when someone came along and said, can you show it off? Can you, can you demonstrate something? They 
dug this off the wall and went, well, this one flies. Well, we can do that one. But I think this is kind of a good illustration of just because you've done something before and it's worked doesn't mean that you can assume it will work perfectly again. And, you know, you do have to kind of think, have I actually made sure that everything is okay? Have I actually tested the fail-safe Stony? Um, <laughs> you know, is there actually, although I am confident in this, in the way I usually use it, am I doing anything differently here that I should maybe test before I do it? You know, when you're starting to use a different radio settings, if you're starting to use you know, a different environment and a different team of people and different weather and all these kinds of things, it feels like you've done it before because it's just flying the thing that you've been flying, you know, years ago and it was fine, but it cannot be. Um, there can be kind of all these things that add up and make it a completely different situation. Um, yes, maybe they have the rose tinted spectacles. I know I had that with my tricopter. I used to think tricopter flies really great. And then I tried flying it a couple of years ago. And it's like, oh, this is horrible. This flies like a piece of crap. Things have moved on. When you go back, Caroline, really Caroline the this is the stuff that you should use. Same brand, but it's the K sixteen sixty eight, and this this hardens and it's able to be better removed, so that then you can put on a new antenna. Because obviously, you, you don't need the flex for the you don't want the flex in case the connector comes off and then it's not visibly the UL the UL connector is not physically on there correct so you stick it on and then stick it on with this this is the yellow stuff you can buy a cheaper version of it from banggood and it is this stuff i love small and i think it's called antenna fixing glue motif rc there you go Oh, oh god this is horrendous but there you go same stuff but yeah please do stuff right it kind of helps. That's why Frank's rat nest hasn't exploded yet. Combined with me not flying it also helps. Yeah. God rest it. So, well, you you went to an event where that was the only thing that did work and you had to fly that. And I was like, why did you do that? Yeah, and, that happened. Yeah, it was the only thing that did work. <laughs> well, it's because I didn't fly it, therefore it wasn't broken yet. Yeah. That's how that works. Yes. For the win. <laughs> um, but yeah, Win in the chat says no one expects it to be more than the prototype. Uh, but if you're going to do something, start with doing it professional as best you can. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you know when you're doing something in the middle of nowhere, out in the middle of Australia, I imagine you can kind of feel like, yeah. oh, well, well, you know, we don't have to be too strict about it because we're not going to be near anyone. And then it, it, you know, it starts out as a temporary solution, and then you forget that it's a temporary solution, um, and then you know then you end up maybe forgetting that and don't do anything about it and it becomes a permanent solution that's that's something i've seen happen in multiple situations uh and it always causes problems you know when you get comfortable with things that's when it bites you in the ass yeah Uh, or another thing is build it uh build it as best you can even if it is the prototype because they might look exactly the same on the outside because, you know, the, the cases get made and you, you, you've got like one that tests, they look exactly the same and you accidentally give someone the wrong one. But it doesn't matter because you built it as best you can with the same stuff. So mm. that, that is a classic. I don't know. I think when you... like prototype all over it. I mean, it does, I guess that's the right approach to take when you're in a professional environment. But I think... You know, if you're doing something, and I think this probably has, I mean, maybe not, but I'm, most businesses even start out with, like Gary says, a couple of guys with a drink going, ah, oh, let's try doing this. This will be fun. And, you know, then it gets carried away and goes on to something else. So, make a potato fly four exactly. weeks later. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed that video. Yeah, I enjoyed that I video. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I I think there is a 
a time and a place for doing a bodge job and getting something to happen without worrying too much about it. But I think you do have to kind of be very aware that if it's a bodge job, it needs to not be only, carrying on. Only kill you and no one else. <laughs> yeah. Do you imagine right. if there was someone on board that and who was just going off and off and off and off? Oh my god, that would be horrendous. <laughs> oh my. I couldn't imagine agreeing to be on board if someone else is flying it remotely. That would be the most scariest ride I could ever yeah. imagine. I also hate the idea that someone had to kill, like, write a kill command. Hang on a minute, it's going out of control. Let me just go over here. Open the laptop. Oh no, hang on. I put that in the wrong place. <laughs> like, enter and then hope it's still got a signal to receive oh, the, that command. The, the other thing was they did have a, a backup Tyrannus. So they were flying it with a Tyrannus with the R9 module um, on 10 milliwatts. And they had a backup Tyrannus, uh, which they left behind in the in the shed, in the shed in like where they were storing everything. So they didn't have it with them when they were flying. So they couldn't just, you know turn it on and make it go wow yeah so, again another lesson when you do have a backup not only do you need to test all your fail safes and backups tony um but you also need to you know have it there and with you and i'm not sure you can bind the r9 to multiple um so they they may have had a spare radio but are they waiting for the other guy to chuck in the r9 module over and plug it back in and because there was the mark on the kind of picture of the whole thing saying missing R9 receiver. Some, so I think maybe they had two R9 receivers and then it's the Arduino Nano flight controller that's um, looking at both of them and working out what it should be doing, I guess. Price of steam. see the source code where it says comment to do flight control stuff or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I did email uh, Airspeeder last week, uh, asking for comments yeah. and updates, and they they did offer to uh, to get in touch and talk about it, um, but I've just been too busy. And then Jack came on, so I haven't spoken yeah, to them. I'll have to get back on and see. But yeah, yeah so I mean, I would like. To, that was kind of what I was asking them: is that you know. If you got, please come on and defend yourself. We'd like yeah. shut up, your puffy head prick. You weren't it, there. <laughs> it has has been kind of all over uh, Facebook, and you know, even BMFA did a, a Zoom webinar on it. Um, and there's been quite a lot of coverage that's rumbled on for quite a while along in the community. So I think it would be kind of good to see kind of what they've what they've got to say for themselves. Um, you know, the only good thing is it. Probably won't happen again now. Because they will be refused permission every time. <laughs> Shut up, Curry, but yeah, maybe. <laughs> we, we should explain that when they did come on, the, the accident already happened, but um, we were asked not to discuss. Obviously, that the findings weren't brought forward yet, so that was uh, not a topic on the table. But yeah, it'd be great to have them back and tell us what they've done differently mm, since yeah. that time. You know, I mean, I get it. Everyone up but there seems to be a lot of ups there like all in one big but i think also kind of the very early things were you know a lot of um student projects were kind of involved in putting that all together there's a kind of very first prototype yeah demonstrator of kind of thing but uh at least from what i can tell from all the kind of social media posts and everything they've been releasing more recently they've and you know when they came on they were talking about you know they've got actual like fully manned pilots um actually involved in it um and actual aerospace engineers with you know some professional experience um and automotive engineers as well so oh, yeah, um, do we need it, our disclaimer any views <laughs> A, a personal uh, any views expressed by any guests on this show or in fact ours are personal and may not reflect the views of others please don't do us because <laughs> we're dickheads yeah. Jack's in charge to him he's no. like no he panics and gets his lawyers out 
and they're not a pair of his trousers. But there's nothing here that very annoyed me anyway. The Air Accident Investigation Bureau report that's publicly available, so I can't imagine. And, you know, nothing that hasn't been plastered all over Facebook and been, you know, there's been the BMFA webinar. Uh, I think if the BMFA can talk about it, I think we can probably risk it as well. Yeah. Well, all, all we can officially say is, come on, lads. <laughs> And ladies. I wonder if this is the, this is this a problem because, as as I remember it, it's like the the whole airspeed idea is like we've got this vision, we want this to happen. It's not like it's not coming from a technical standpoint. It's coming from I want this to happen, boys, make it happen. Here's fifty quid, make me a drone, and like that's what look it it, it flies. Give us more money, and we'll create a, a, a an amazing vision, and. Um, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that's kind of the thing is that, you know, their, their, their product, their, what they're trying to build is more the, the race than the vehicle. Um, so I think, you know, they need to have something there that flies that kind of gives you an idea of what it is they're looking for people to, you know, form teams to build and enter. Because... I think that's probably what they're trying to do is, you know, this is the uh, kind of the idea of we want, this is what we're trying to do. And they're building something that communicates that without necessarily being that. Yeah. I say so that's, that's great when you're in the outback, but it sounds like if they've got actual aerospace people working on it now, then obviously they've got enough stuff going on or some sort of backing to say that. Okay. Do something proper now. Could we? Get, do you reckon we could actually build something better, or do you reckon we'd get up? No, we could do something better. It'd definitely be soldered better. We'd get Tony to do it. Put some gaffer tape around With it. With his feet. I think it'd be fun to make a, a big scale something, but um, you know, I wouldn't get in it. The, the, I fly FPV not because I want to fly full size, but because I don't have the risk. Life I've seen someone flying full size on Facebooks today. <laughs> Frank, have you got that? <laughs> I mean this. I thought this was Tony on his X-Class for a start. It's <laughs> crazy thing. I can't believe it's, uh, Well, I just can't believe I I have thought about doing this, but after seeing this and the prop failing, no. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely Even the dog's real. concerned. For the yeah, like, that's not good. That's not meant to happen. Uh-huh. So that was someone hanging underneath a big uh, copter. It's like one of those big DJI drop sprayers. They can they yeah. can carry quite a payload, can't they? Like, mm. like a small person before one of the motors gives out completely. <laughs> <laughs> I can, is, is, are these? Uh, you know, is anyone ever going to go in one? You know, they've got the e-hang and all that lot in China and stuff. I just, I don't know. It will, it will get to a point where it will, it, you know, it will just be like we move into electrical cars, and then one day in the future they will be the flying cars. I guess I don't know, but it's scary you know, though, isn't it? It'll be normal, and there'll be fail safes, and you know, it'll be like that weird safe you need weird film where you know you crash and your car fills with foam and they have to dig you out of the foam before you suffocate to death what was that film called again and the use of three seashells or something no one understands how you wipe your ass with seashells still I that was never either. explained <laughs> oh, nice. well, you live near the coast Jack Aren't you giving it a go yet? No, not yet. <laughs> I mean, I, I think almost as safe as a helicopter. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, you know, the sort of little helicopters. There's, there's quite a few. Sing, well, at least one single point of failure. Like, I mean, as much as NJ will be on here saying, "Oh, the no, no, helicopter is very safe," um, I him. He has not got back to me. Well, you can do um, auto rotation landing, can't you? Yeah, That's if the engine fine. fails, it's fine. You can you can you know manage your yeah. energy and, and land from that. But if if a rotor 
fails, or then bad. You know, that's it. It's the same with a with an airplane, really. Like if your main spar fatigues, yeah, like the wings fall off. Yeah, yeah. You've got problems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just become a missile. <laughs> but, just, but, yeah. I think I think the difference here is like we're prepared to put our ourselves in passenger jets where they do a lot of miles and they do a lot of checks and they've got very professional pilots mostly that don't get pissed all the time. Um, it's a little bit different when some some guy's written some code that you haven't seen. It's like it's all right, it'll fly for you. Tony's like, yeah, tested the failsafe. Have you know? Don't worry, Tony, it'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're safe. That's <laughs> just like oh okay. I'll get in there. Because, like, the thing about autonomous uh, autonomous vehicles is, like, at some point, someone's going to have to write the code to say, okay, the car's going to crash. We can save the driver or we can save the pedestrians. Which way do we go? It's like, well, do yeah, we... I know. Like, it's like the modern-day trolley problem, isn't it? Mm, yeah. So I mean, trolley problem? Oh, no, the, the autonomous uh, quad vehicle carrying Tony's going to going to crash we can maybe make a landing but there's a possibility it could take out that orphanage full of children or we could just ditch him here in the sea and drown him for sure what's the safe thing to do so i i don't know if i trust that code don't drown me please. tony's going into the sea that's it oh. tony wants to be with the fishes that he doesn't eat i can swim i can yeah. swim but, yeah, I think Caroline's brought up the seven three seven Max software. Like someone wrote that, and yeah. Well, that? I mean that's that's. I mean most nowadays, at least, most engineering failures are of the user interface guiding people in the wrong direction. And what, you know, like the the sat navs leading everyone into rivers and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> or, or do that, don't they? I can't believe it. Yeah, well, things like that. Gross. This looks like the sea. Well, let's just keep going. Yeah, <laughs> 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 Think of stopping. Yeah, but um, yeah. I, I think you know that's that's kind of the thing, isn't it? Once you've got enough oh, money wait. in the situation to actually engineer things properly and have custom-made PCBs that you know are actually designed for the job by people that know which way around the connectors go and which connectors are maybe more reliable than others. Um, I've still got to learn keycads. I, I still want to make my own board. And Jay says, I'm coming on next week just to explain helicopter safety to Frank. Okay. Yeah, I know. I know. It's like there's, there's things you can do. When I mean, like I say, like engine goes out, you're fine. It's everything else that's if it goes is is bad. You fall that sky. Yes, well, that's where the sort of safety checks come in, and that you and reliability, and then you start talking about statistics, don't you? And say, well, compared to a car, you're much safer, and that sort of thing. Yeah, people that like wingsuit flying, you're really safe. <laughs> Yeah, I quite like the idea of turning myself into a flying squirrel. Have you seen the flying squirrel guy <laughs> who flew? <laughs> he jumped out of a helicopter into another flew, plane. That was bad. No, he flew and landed into a cardboard boxes. He didn't have a parachute or anything. He literally jumped out of a helicopter, flew down into I think it was thirty grand's worth of cardboard boxes. He spent. And he just landed with no. He just went into a load I don't of. Know if I can call that a landing. Technically, it's just like he landed and got out. NJ, I was hoping you were going to come on because I had my teeth cleaned and whitened today. <laughs> and uh, when when I got out and like I took my mask off to like have a look in the um, in the lift, I, I looked and then all my gums are like gently bleeding and it is like all the. <laughs> Like onto my teeth, it was the most horrific thing ever. I haven't dyed my beard yet, but you know, I need to grow it more first. I think Fraser says helicopter safety is easy, just don't go near the things. Uh, who, who did you meet, Frank? Who hmm? used to be was it you or was it Sheldon? Like, I think it was Sheldon. He like knew someone who flew helicopters in the in the military, and he's like, Why do you why aren't you doing that? Um, privately or professionally or doing it anymore he goes because they're really dangerous <laughs> 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 no one should ever get in 
Uh, FEVSE said, uh, as we know from video games and movies, helicopters all crash. Yeah, very mm. true. Novel. Yeah, anything that can't stand you flying over a, a beam of radiation. Ugh. Yeah, because quite <laughs> a few famous people have been killed in helicopter crashes. And this is why Align Tracks never turned up again. Yeah, they hate me anyway. <laughs> they do hate you. Yeah. All right, wrap it up. Uh, thank you. You've been listening to Let's Drone Out. Uh, thank you so much for all your donations and everything. Thank you so much for all our Patreons. We love you guys. Um, and uh, most of all, we love our little Tony. For sure. Bye. Everyone's I was <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andrew slash Frank. Bye. And I've been bright until I fly. Remember, kids, the knobbly bit of the XT60 is the positive end, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. 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 Telemetry lost.